There he is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the wonderful World of Football Shirts, a podcast dedicated to weird, wonderful, wacky and crappy that rhymes. Football shirts. Um, I can't do it by myself, so I need my partner in crime with me. It is the forever wonderful Mark Stern. Say hello, Mark. Hello, buddy. How are you? Yes, I am. I always say great or good. I am indifferent today. Yeah. There is no reason why. I feel like the weather is just a bit crappy here. And so I was like, just meh. What about yourself? You're not good. You're not. You're not good. You're not bad. You're just all right. But I always get cheered up by uh, sitting down in front of my laptop and speaking to you. So, this is the wonderful tonic <laughs> to the gin of the day. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Mark, I like that a lot. <laughs> you are the tonic to my gin of the day. Um, how are you, my buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. Things are starting to look a bit better here. The weather's getting a bit nicer. Able to spend some time outside. It's things are on the up, shall we say? Nice. Did you say you were outside, walking I around? I was outside, walking well, around. Yeah. I feel like it's time for spotted shirts. See that segue? That was <laughs> perfect segue. Seamless. Mark, it really was. It really was. <clears throat> you must have seen some shirts this week. Yeah, it's actually well. It's actually been a surprisingly quiet week, given that the we- the weather's been quite nice. More more of the sort of standard, you know, Dortmund. Um, I, I did see a kid in a full a full Dortmund, full Dortmund kit, and I feel like it's not fair to call him a full kit wanker because he was probably about six. Is wanker the same in Germany as it is in England? Uh, do you, do you have, have no a term idea. for it? Because I feel like you could probably get away with just going. Wanker, wanker. It's probably a word in. It's probably just like the word for. Yeah, no, no let's not go there. Like tree or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did see a kid in a full kit, um, full Dortmund kit. So you know, maybe that's the, the the parent. The parent should get brandished as the. How old, roughly? Probably about six, maybe younger. I don't know why. I think that's fine because I think for little kids, it's a, it is cute, cuter. I believe that there has to be an age cutoff for full kit wanker. Mm. So I think it's yeah. time we find out. I think you know what, maybe twelve. Yeah, actually, I think you're right because I did send you a picture of my niece wearing that full AC Mil- uh, Inter Milan kit, and I would never call my niece a full kit wanker. So maybe I need to have the same standards <laughs> for this kid. <laughs> I love it's the okay. idea. I take it back. I love the idea that you bought her a full kit and then she wears it and you're like, wanker. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I can't yeah, so I can't mean. I can't wait for you to see Harper when she's wearing her full wolf strip that I bought her. <laughs> <laughs> Just berating wow. my three year old girl. <laughs> so yeah, so the kid kid was in a full Dortmund kit. Um it, I think I'm not sure, maybe it was this season's one with the kind of like diagonal almost like rip effects in black. It's quite, it's a quite a nice kit, actually. Um, and then I actually did see one guy in a full Fenerbahce tracksuit as well, um, which um, 
like some of the like Turkish teams are quite popular in the area of Berlin that we live in. Um, so you see a lot of Fenerbahce shirts. Um, I think I saw a Besiktas shirt actually earlier on, to, uh, earlier on this week as well. Um, but nothing like wildly out of the ordinary this week. Um, no? Okay. Um, I saw a Leicester City shirt, which I thought was quite peculiar at the beginning of the week. But um, I guess now that it's FA Cup final yesterday, then it wasn't so peculiar. But at the time, I was like, oh, that's mm. weird. You don't normally see a Leicester City shirt around London. Mm. Yeah, well, let's get let's get right into that then. Because uh, I've got a question for you about the FA Cup final. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that one team won. Which team and why? It's something that we've spoken about before. Well... Leicester City won the FA Cup, so... Yeah. So first... Uh, but am I happy about that? Well, this is... A, do you know what? This is an interesting question, and one I always find peculiar, and that's something that we'll, I will address when we talk about our shirts, because there's something really particular I feel is different with football fans. And I know this is not the answer you're looking for, but the answer is yes, you are, because it's Chelsea, and you don't like Chelsea, because you're a, they are up there as one of the top teams. But I know that's not the real answer. That's not the real answer. The real answer is to do with kit Yeah. as well, such. So this, there are two or three different things. Chelsea wore a brand new kit, which had only just been released. Mm-hmm. It was... I don't like it, that kit, by the way. Mm. But, my, but uh, also, did you see how much those shirts were costing? Like 105 quid, is that? Something like 100. I saw one 125 quid on the club shop. Ridiculous. But I don't know. I want you to tell me Okay. why you were so happy. I'm so happy because Leicester won. You're correct about that one. It's not even specifically to do with the fact that it was Chelsea. Ultimately, I don't really care. If it's not Arsenal, I don't really care. But the reason why I'm so happy that Leicester won was because of Brendan Rodgers. More specifically, Brendan Rodgers against Thomas Tuchel and what they were wearing. Because we've talked about it before, about taking the FA Cup final seriously. Do you know what? No, Mm. you're so right. And I you can my my mum can vouch for this. After football, after I played football yesterday, I was speaking to my mum. She said, Who do you want to win? And my mum said she wants Leicester to win because she was watching the build-up. All the Chelsea players walked out onto the pitch wearing their track suits. And Leicester were wearing their suits. And my mum said, that's one of the kind of traditions of the FA Cup you have to uphold. And you said that before with Pep. You're right. Your mum gets it. She gets it. I get it. It's the oldest cup competition in the world. It deserves respect. So that's why... I was so happy that Leicester won. Also, you just can't not love Leicester. Like, they're just great. Yeah, and um, you can't not love Leicester. But I watched some of the game yesterday and there was just something so odd about watching that game because obviously one team had to wear their away kit and Leicester chose to wear their away kit. Although they didn't get to choose, but they were drawn second, so they had to wear their away kit. But they chose to wear their burgundy strip. And there's something about watching the colour burgundy in the FA Cup final which just didn't sit right with me. It didn't look as traditional as you may think. It's it's a very unusual colour to be sporting as a football team anyway Mm. because it's 
it's it's a darker and deeper colour than, say, like a West Ham or a Burnley. That still looks like a traditional football shirt. And then, of course, you kind of... the I did mention just now that it's the Chelsea strip. Um, from afar, when you're watching it on TV, it looks okay because you can't tell the detail that's involved in it. But when you get up close, it's just some looks quite crazy pattern. Mm. Yeah, um, I have to say, I actually quite like the Chelsea shirt, um, probably for exactly that reason, because it's a bit wacky and a bit out there. I, I actually also really like the um, the like yellow detail. Um, I really like the yellow strip down the side and the, the Nike badge, Nike, Nike, Nike. I was going to say Nike there. See, I don't know uh, why, who the hell knows. Um, but yes, that brand's badge being in yellow, I quite like. Um, so yeah, I, I do actually quite quite like the shirt. Um, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean about the Leicester kit and sort of it, it's, it follows on from that conversation of like tradition and of like, yeah, it's unfortunate that both teams play in blue. So one team had to wear their, their, their away kit. Um, but yeah, there's something about the FA Cup final that, you know, you always want to see the two teams in their home kits because you want to see if your team wins, you want to see them lift the cup in your home kit because that's your kit sort of thing i wouldn't even mind if they wore i think they have a white away kit if they wore that it wouldn't be so bad because mm. it still follows in the tradition of what they wear yeah they do have a white away kit because i'm sure they wore their white kit when they played arsenal away at the emirates this season but so like yeah anyway it's just a bizarre one and you know each to their own i personally found it a bit odd but again very happy for leicester city yeah also, what a humdinger to score in the cup final. Woo, mama. <laughs> oh, mama. <laughs> Big fan of that. Yeah, I love that one. Um, I am going to uh, move us on a little bit to something that we got sent by um, uh, a chap I used to play football with, Richard Green. Um, used to play fullback when I was playing my Sunday league football for Birkbeck Orient. Um was he was he was he Greeno? I don't know. Greeno. Hey, well yeah I mean he has to be right or, or Gr- Dicky I think. Dicky. Dicky Dicky or Greeno. Okay. Let's have sense, doesn't it? Um I've sent you the picture and it is of a Puma top which um is labelled as the Havana shirt. And it's so funny because he sent it to me via like Facebook chat or something. And oddly enough, I sent it to you not a day or two earlier. And obviously, I'm guessing now we see it all the time pop up on our adverts. It's a Puma King, it's a Puma top, mm. and it's that in the sponsor area, it's got King, so it's a Puma King top, yeah, in gold. The badge is not a proper football badge, it's got Havana written on it, and then the design itself is well, I can kind of see it in quarters, but I can also see it in halves. It's a collection of pink and navy blue stars and stripes, and then a collection of white and pale blue stripes Mm. would that be a fair assessment yeah it's well i guess because of the blue and white maybe it's sort of like uruguay or something along those lines with the stars um i'm also getting a hint of 
maybe of Juve in here because of like the pink and the dark and the, the pink star. and the dark. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, interesting. The the gold doesn't really work for me on the king logo though. Um, that kind of gets lost in the middle. I think it's very busy. Ah, uh, yeah. No, you're right. It is incredibly busy, and it was from there that I did fall down a bit of a rabbit hole because it seems like with the Euros coming up, Puma have gone and released a collection of um, country-inspired shirts. Now, the the reason I say shirts is because by the look of the picture and by the description on the Puma website, these are of a football shirt material, Mm. but they're made by Puma so they aren't official shirts of that country. So we have an England shirt, we have a France shirt, we have a a Spain shirt, we have a Germany shirt. Italy, did I say Italy? So there is an Italy one, even though the Italy shirt is itself made by Puma. (laughs) Now, so the England one is red, white, and blue paint splashes. Yeah. And instead of the England badge, it's three Pumas. So, you know, very kind of playing on that three lions. We've then got the France one, which is just a collection of... What's the name of that artist that just does squares and dots and... I mean, we're not a, we're not a culture podcast. <laughs> we're not a culture podcast. <laughs> some artists, Cucubism, mm. made Picasso. Yeah, sounds about Something right. Like yeah. There's then a, a Spain one, which is predominantly red. And I've just noticed it's kind of like a football pitch drawn by a child. Yeah, it's also got an orange in the in the badge, like a like a Valencian orange. Then you've got the Germany one, which is well, I don't even know how to it looks a bit like a landscape, like a cityscape. Mm. Like if you're playing the Sims and you've got loads of buildings built up. Yeah, like a, a load of like three D blocks. But there's also a corner flags. Hmm. Random corner flags. So then we move on to my 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 favourite one, which is the Italy one. And of course, I've said already that Italy do have their shirt made by Puma already, but they've gone with an Italy one. And it is a Michelangelo-inspired shirt. And I know this because the badge itself has the kind of that drawing of the man with his arms sticking out. And it's, I don't know, like a blueprint of a football training ground. What do you think? I have to say I do actually really like the Italy one um, because because I think it most resembles what I think that country's football shirt looks like. It, it follows the like colour pattern. It looks more traditional. Whereas the others I don't really get. The England one I don't mind so much. It's, it's obviously like very conceptual, um, but I quite like the paint splatters. That's I quite like word. the way that they've like used the Puma as the three lions. That's like quite clever use of their logo. Um, the other, the others, I kind of don't really get. Like the Germany one, I don't. You wouldn't look in that and instantly think that's a football shirt for Germany. Whereas, like, if you looked at the Italy one, if you were to do a quick double take, you'd be like, oh, that could well be like an Italy shirt. Um, this, the Spain one. I, it's kind of in the middle. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I really don't get the France one either. So then it, I guess all of these companies are just trying to jump on the bandwagon of the Euros coming up. Um, you know, I guess it's clever in a way that they're trying to like get around copyright issues by making some money from 
Yes. Um, and I will follow that up really quickly with, uh, as we have done for the last few weeks, a conversation we're having with Kit and Bone in which what they managed to do is create an, an item that looks similar but isn't. Mm. And the differences between, let's say, that's their England shirt. And if you look on Kit and Bone's uh, feeds on social media, they've just released an England shirt that looks very similar to the Euro 96 shirt. You'll look at it and be, well, that ident straight away looks more like an England shirt than this one. And so, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I don't understand what this Germany, Spain and France one are. Mm. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that Kit and Bone would do a better job of designing a double take shirt. Mm. Anyway. I have to say, can I, I would just like to add on the Italy one. Um, yeah. That, it, uh, that, well, not necessarily anything, but these will price at £45. Yep. Who's who's? I'd love to know who's buying these at that price. That seems quite expensive to me. It seems expensive for an unofficial shirt mm. of that country. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a lot. The difference is that that Havana one, which is obviously not a real team, um, and is slightly more well, I say it's not slightly more garish than the ones we just talked about. It retails on M&M Direct at least for £13. Yeah. That seems a lot more reasonable to buy a shirt to maybe go play football in than one of these. Yeah, I agree. So at the same time, uh, Adidas have come out with what's called the Adidas Jersey City Pack collection, which is a collection of um, football shirts that are in a retro design. So I'm going to go late 90s or early 90s retro design for different cities across the world. We have the Dublin shirt, which is that kind of Irish green. And on the shoulders, it's got a green, white, and orange stripes coming across both shoulders. You have a Rome shirt in which it's the Italy blue. It has a collar. It's quite nice. And you've got the... Paris and you've got the Glasgow and you've got the Copenhagen and you've got the London and automatically straight away I like these ones better than I do like the Puma ones mm. because they've got the classic Adidas and they, what they've tried what they've done is they've not gone too far away with a bizarre design they are just basic plain shirts with a bit of Adidas detailing and a badge and the name of the city at the bottom of the back of the shirt. Yeah. The I agree with you. I, I like these a lot. I like them a lot more than the Puma efforts. Um, it's very clever the way they've done it. Like I'm looking at the England shirt now. That looks like the or it's very similar to the England '96 shirt. As similar yes, as it and could be. And the reason is, is the small little details that they have acknowledged, which is that kind of pale blue stripe mm. on the collar and on the trim. Yeah. Now, they could easily have just gone for a dark navy and then I would have been like, nah, 
that looks more like a Germany shirt than mm. it does an England shirt. But looking at the finer detail, much like, again, kit and bone, they stress that that's their kind of MO, it becomes an England shirt. Yeah. The one thing I'm not wild about is the um, city names. Ugh, like, It's not a big deal. It really isn't a big deal. But like, if sometimes there can be, you know, city rivalries within countries like if you're you know would you want to walk around wearing like a glasgow on the back of your shirt if you're from edinburgh no. or something so no, that, that i feel like is a detail they probably could have could have um could have left off but on the whole really like those what what do they sell for do we know yeah 55 quid it's still quite a lot of money for an unofficial shirt isn't it it's a lot of money, yeah. When you consider you could probably buy the official shirt for maybe 10 quid more. You could buy the official shirt for 10 quid more. You can buy an England training top for maybe 35 quid, mm. which are as good as yeah. the official tops. You can buy supporters' T-shirts from different... You know, so it depends on how you're going to wear it and where the, how you use it. But these, these are not playable football shirts are they you're not going to go around playing games in them mm. yeah interesting yeah it is interesting and um it goes down that more fashion route mm -hmm. rather than the which does hark back to last week's episode when we talked about the senegal shirt because that is the pinnacle of football kits being a fashion item with that model advertising it rather than players advertising mm. it. yeah totally all right. Well, thank you, Richard Green, for uh, suggesting that we talk about those two. That has actually opened up a little bit of a, a portal for us to go down. Uh, Mark, have you got anything else for us today? Yes. I've spoken over the last couple of weeks about this story of the man, the German Carlisle United fan. And actually, as I was thinking about it, I wasn't sure if I'd actually told this story before, but then I don't think I have. We have a, a, a German version of Gumtree here. Um, it's not called Gumtree. It's, it's run by eBay. And lots of people sell their their, their, um, their old shirts on, on this website. A few months ago, I was scrolling through uh, and I saw someone selling uh, a really, really beautiful old Crystal Palace shirt um from the from the early 90s it had the like virgin uh, fly virgin logo on really, really cool and i clicked into it because i was like oh that's like you know i want to have a look at it i'm not going to buy it because i don't want to but i just wanted to have a look at it because i can appreciate a good shirt um and i was looking at the pictures and in the pictures he had um stickers and i've definitely talked about like sticker culture here um in germany before where lots of clubs yeah. stick their stickers on lampposts on uh, you know, in toilet door, toilets of bars and stuff like that. And I noticed a few um, Carlisle United stickers. Um, and I thought, oh, that's that's quite peculiar. Um, I have also mentioned before that my girlfriend and her family are big Carlisle United fans. So that was sort of what piqued my interest in that slightly. Um, and I remember I wanted to tell the story because we've talked about like fans in strange places and we've talked about like how excited you were when I mentioned I'd seen the guy in Berlin wearing the wolf shirt um, yeah. and how like excited that made you. And this was something that was, I was like, okay, this is weird. I like, I want to sort of strike up a conversation with this guy because um, it's, you know, not because I want to buy his Crystal Palace shirt, but just because I'm interested to know why he has some Carlisle United stickers on his wardrobe door. 
Anyway, I spoke to him, started asking about it. His name is Julius. He's never going to listen to this. Um, I have no idea how old he is, where he's from, or anything, any information about him, really. But when we started talking about it, he said, you know, Carlisle is my my top team in, in England. They're my favourite team. Um, and I said, how did this come about? Anyway, he was on a he was on a holiday with his friends in uh, in Scotland, and I think he said he was a Hibs fan, um, and it was an international weekend. So he said, "Oh, you know, what what's the nearest game that we can go to?" Anyway, Carlisle's not far from the border with Scotland, so they 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 went to a Carlisle game, and he said that was it. They went they went to Brompton Park. They absolutely loved it. Him and his friends. Um, he's actually well, his German team is Cologne. Um, so he's sort of like started up this like Cologne slash Carlisle friendship club or something. He said that he was, um, and this is his, his words, not mine, in, in case anyone thinks I'm being um, funny with my choice of words, that he's the first ever Kraut German, Kraut member of the Carlisle United Supporters Club. Um, <laughs> as I say, his words, not mine. I wouldn't choose to use, uh, to use that terminology. Um, and he said, yeah, he used to go over there all the time. He used to go over to all the games, um, you know, loads of games. He showed me more pictures of his, like, den, his, like, Carlisle United man cave, um, which had, like, the most amazing collection of, like, old shirts. Like, Carlisle had some pretty, like, random rogue, like, quite out there shirt designs from the, like, 80s and 90s. So, like, green, red, white, yellow striped shirts. I think one they called the... The, the deck chair um you know he's got like sponsor sponsored match balls he used you know was the mascot had match worn shirts from like the efl cup final at wembley um wow the funniest thing that he's got is uh actually quite a recent shirt and again this is this is a direct quote this isn't me being funny or anything um he had a shirt probably from the mid noughties i'd guess with number 10 on the back and the words German bomber. Wow. So this guy's obviously got a sense of humour. Um, totally random guy. Um, Germany's biggest Carlisle United fan. I love it. Uh, and he, he he sent me loads. Of, we were talking for ages. He sent me loads of pictures of his of his shirt collection of his of his you know memorabilia. It's, it, he told me a weird thing about getting a Carlisle United shirt of some. Belgian referee or something like that. I didn't, wasn't really sure what he was wow. talking about, but yeah, very, very random, random guy. That is so bizarre. It's, it is a really weird one. He, yeah, he, they do loads of trips. He sponsors the match ball. Um, he talks about it being a club of friendship and a really like great club to support. And I think that's quite sweet actually. Yeah, I guess we don't see it from our perspective, do we? Because you support who you support. You don't, we don't, you don't really go for a lower team unless you have a reason to support them. So you don't see that accepting of friendship. Mm. But I would imagine, you know, it's completely different. But when I keep on going on a bit, the games that I've been to abroad, the like when I went to Hamburg to watch Hamburg versus Berlin, it was a, like a relegation battle at the time and. Hamburg won one nil, and such a welcoming atmosphere mm. in that area because we're so not used to it. 
in in that kind of British culture of football, it's quite vitriolic. It's you know chanting at away yeah. supporters. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. When uh, my friend Russell, uh, we went to Hamburg for his stag do, and we booked tickets to go to Hamburg to watch them play Berlin. And again, like I said, it was a relegation battle. And we booked, apparently where we were based is pretty much where all the kind of hardcore supporters get on the mm -hmm. Metro. And we're there and we'd got stag, I'd made stag do t-shirts, which were white with red trim and then a nickname on the back and a number. And Russell, we had number three because he's a left back or was a left back. And he got like sausage lover on the back as a bit of a joke. So what is like versal, no, verse Libra or yeah. something like that. Something like something yeah. like that. You know, I'd got the beard written mm. on the back, uh, number one. And like, so, and first of all, we didn't realize that even though it was very, it looked like a Hamburg shirt from maybe the Kevin Keegan mm. era. We didn't realize that nobody in Hamburg really wears the home shirt. They're more blue and black rather than white, red mm. and blue, which is what they wear. So we're a bit anxious because we're the only ones at the moment sitting at this train station wearing white. Everyone else is wearing blue. Like, Rich, have you fucked up? And if you've got the wrong color shirt, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> this is definitely the shirt they wear. So anyway, we're just sitting there waiting for uh, the train. And we get on the train, the metro, whatever it's called, and all of these ultras get on. And we're sitting there and we're like having a chat and they're starting chanting, they're starting chanting and we're just kind of, you know, clapping, clapping along. We don't really know what they're saying, but we're enjoying it. And then all of a sudden, I kid you not, all of a sudden, one of the German fans looks at me and says, Ron Weasley. Oh, God. And so, and so I have people that will corroborate this story. And so for the rest of the journey, the whole Hamburg ultras were singing we love ron weasley <laughs> we do and so i'm going bright red i'm absolutely you know and we get off the tram and like we you know it's all packed out like, we love ron weasley we do and so like you know we go our separate ways even though we're all going the same place and then you realize that you can buy a beer on mm. the walk you've got these people selling beers like popcorn girls candy girls whatever they call them and we're drinking a beer and you know we get to the stadium. Oh my God, we run into them again. So now we're at the stadium and these people are singing, we love Ron Weasley, <laughs> we do. And, and these were ultras, right? And you, 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 they were so nice and so mm. welcoming. And it's just so wonderful to see when you compare it to going to, you know, a cold night in you know, I don't know, it's, it's yeah. like, even like Reading, you just imagine it being so dull and dark and, you know, just kind of, yeah. So that that's my little story about that. That's great. I love Ron Weasley. What a hero. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, that, that stuck for a while. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, right, Mark. Oh, no, I'll tell you what, before we do, I did forget, um, Rich Green, who did very kindly send us that picture of the Havana Puma shirt, also sent us another shirt, which does tie in to last week's episode of um, me talking about the Real Vallecano shirt of inclusivity and support of kind of various charities. 
he sent me a picture of what I can only describe as the dolphin shirt mm. and said, have you discussed this one? To which obviously I said no, but it does kind of play on its um, inclusivity. It's a Pescara Calcio 2020 special kit, which when we post a picture on our socials, you'll probably will recognize it. It is a shirt that was designed during lockdown. Uh, it was a competition held and uh, Luigi, bless him, little boy who's six years old, drew this kit. It is a dolphin kicking a football out of the water and then a rainbow coming across the chest. It's a lovely little kit, um, and they wore it for the rest of this season. And obviously the rainbow there is a support of like, the medical professionals, which is, again, what we were doing in the UK. The rainbow was a symbol of the NHS. And so... Yeah, I think that's really sweet. And it was made by Era. It's lovely, yeah. isn't it? Or Aria. How do you say it? Aria or Era? I'd say uh, Aria, maybe. I'm not because... sure I've ever said that word before. I would probably say Aria. Yeah, because Era sounds like you made it by mistake. It is a lovely little shirt. You just look at it and you can't really help but smile, can you? It's just like there's something really like, sweet about it. Yeah, and actually it's not as bizarre as you think because the dolphin is the mascot of that club. Mm. so it, you know it makes perfect sense and then um going on what you said last week it reminded me to have a look at the stuttgart uh kits from this year their um inclusivity shirts and yeah. oh my god they are amazing so the stuttgart shirts from uh this season were their jacko shirt it's all in white and then a band across the chest was a rainbow flag with the uh, Mercedes sponsor. The Stuttgart badge itself was also in a rainbow color going mm. from like top to bottom. Uh, and also the collar had a rainbow collar and the trim on the sleeves also in rainbow. It's lovely. I really, the thing I really like about these Stuttgart shirts is when you like really have a look at the, a, a super like zoomed in photo of the badge itself the, excuse me the detail on the badge is so it's quite unique i think it is like when you actually like zoom in like really close to the badge it's all like the way that it's been like woven is um is really special it's nice yeah. love it yep um again we'll send out a picture of this on our socials so you can have a look at it and let us know what you think of it but we personally big fans and the thing mm. is like it doesn't take much it doesn't take much to do and I'm really applauding it. Mark, it's yes. time for our shirts of the week. Mm. Um, I get this wrong every week. I'm going to go first, which yeah. means that you get to describe it. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. I always um, think that I'm being polite by saying you first, but by making you go first, I have to describe it. You so have means to go first. More. <laughs> yeah, so my go first you please describe what i have sent to you okay so what you've actually sent to me it's a man united shirt and i know this and then it's from the 98 99 season because it's the year that they won the treble mm -hmm. this shirt in specifically that you've sent me is a a celebration of united winning the champions league so like it's obviously, you know, it's got the sharp logo. It's got the uh, the umbro, um, the umbro text rather than the the diamond, and the Man United badge is sort of set into like a scroll as such. 
kind of thing. It's like a badge within a badge. Um, it's obviously red. It's got the white collar with the black trim um, and like sublimated in the shirt. Looks like a sort of Champions League logo, like the kind of ball, the sleeve patch that is yep. like in the shirt. Um, I'm guessing that this one that you've actually sent me is was just like a kind of fan sold version. I can see. So the, the purpose of me sending you that wasn't for this particular shirt itself, because you're right. That is a, a one commemorative. I've also got a picture of one which says Camp New Champions League, the final 1999 above the Umbro. And okay. it's exactly the same. So I could have sent you any version, any one version yeah. of it. Um, as fans of football shirts will know is that to commemorate certain games now, Champions League finals, FA Cup finals, uh, international games, they will have embroidery above, below the badge or something where they will say what game is they're wearing it from. Yeah. And the one you've mentioned, yes, has um, Champions League written on it. Now, the reason why I've picked this shirt today is because of something I have touched on before. And it's something I just wanted to discuss. And it was more like memories that that shirt creates and invokes. Because when Man United won the Champions League in 1999 from that season, the Champions League was readily available to watch on ITV. Yeah. And so me as a Wolves fan, Wolves in you know mid-table in the championship or League One as it was first division... You, you could get behind a team like Manchester United. And so every week, every Wednesday or Thursday, I could watch the Champions League and I could watch Manchester United compete against the best teams in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I have incredibly vivid memories of Manchester United in this Champions League campaign. So much so that I could name you the starting 11 from the final. I can tell you maybe 90% of all their results. Mm. And so, but at the same time, I don't really like this shirt. Okay. I will tell you why I don't like it so much. One, first thing is, this is the first known to me Champions League only shirt. I didn't like the fact that they were wearing a different shirt in the Champions League than they were in the league. Hmm. I don't know how many other times other clubs have done that. I think, is it right that maybe PSG do it now? They wear the um, Jordan, Air Jordan, like, shirts for the Champions League, but wear their Nike shirts in the league. Yeah. So that's the... What I don't like is the collar. They've got a kind of... It's a V-neck collar, but it's also a collared shirt. So where the v Like, where the V-neck almost stops... They've got a collar, and I just don't like the way that looks on the body. Mm. Um, I also kind of don't like how shiny it is. <laughs> it's very shiny. That was something I was going to say. It's a very shiny shirt. I think the badge is really small as well. Like The Manchester United badge is incredibly small, encapsulated in the shield slash scroll that they've got going on. And... The image that I've got here, it's very hard to distinguish as well. It's quite yeah. lost within the silvery badge that exists. Mm. Um, the details of the Champions League ball sublimated in the shirt is something I had never really seen before 
because I'd only ever watched it on TV. So only nowadays you see it. And that bit I don't mind so much, but still just it makes it all kind of like very Champions League specific. Mm. That's what I yeah, don't like it, about it. It is interesting that that's, that that's there. I've never seen, never really seen that before. Like with that, with that detail, like in in the shirt, like having something that's so specific to one game or one campaign or something. But that being said, that Manchester United Champions League campaign was so enthralling. Um, they had to qualify, so they played a team like I think it's called Lutz or something like that, and they beat them two nil away or 2-0 at home, and then drew 0-0. And then they got put into the group of death. It was them, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and Bronby. Wow, but Bronby really hit the... (laughs) Could you imagine? Bronby Mm. were like, oh my God, guys, we're qualifying for the Champions League. This is amazing. And Bronby will be drawn with Manchester United, Bayern Munich, and Barcelona. So they did win one game, Bromby. I don't know who they beat, but they did win one game in that group. Did they really? That's crazy. Mm. So I know that Manchester United drew 3-3 and 2-2 against Barcelona, I think. Mm. They drew one all and 2-2 maybe against Bayern Munich. I've got the results up here. Yeah, they actually drew 3-3 twice with Barcelona. Is it 3-3 both times? So yeah. yeah, and that was like the famous Dwight York, Andy Cole forging of a relationship in which they kind of dummied through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, uh, that's crazy. That was such a group of death. So I think then what they played into Milan, beat them. And then obviously it's Juventus that yeah. everybody remembers that night when uh, Roy Keane scores a near post header. Um, they were 2 0 down after like 10 minutes. And even the final, you know, the final being 1 0 down after, was it six minutes or something? And then, you know, scoring 90 plus 1 and 90 plus 3. Yeah. Um, I, my point is, is, again, it's not so much, I don't support Manchester United. And this is where the very first topic conversation we had about you not liking Chelsea winning the FA Cup. I wanted, from your perspective, I appreciate that. I'm a bit older than you, so maybe I could have appreciated football more. But mm. when these games happen, you were still old enough to have watched Champions League football on free TV, right? Yeah. Would you have got behind teams like Manchester United, teams like Liverpool in Europe? Or is your relationship with Arsenal and the top four, shall we say, or top six mm. so ingrained that you would be like, nah, hope Man United lose? That's a great question. Uh, I think, I think when I was a bit younger, it was probably more on the, oh, you know, it's nice to see. I think there's always a bit of a sense of when English sides are playing in Europe that it is quite nice to see them do well. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, like looking back on, let's say the, um, you know, Liverpool in Istanbul, yeah, like that was like. You know, you're you're watching that and you're thinking, can they do it? Can they do it? And, and ultimately, you are like, I think you are happy when when they do do it. But maybe that's not specifically because they're an English side. That's just because it's like incredible. 
that they that they were able to pull off. And I guess maybe there's a sense of that with the United one in '99 that it's not it wasn't just because they were an English side; it was because they were one nil down with probably two minutes to go, and they scored twice in two minutes to win the game in the Champions League final. Um, so yeah, I, I I guess it. What I'm trying to say is that it's it. I, I would imagine watching that being like happy for United that they won, but not because they're an English side, because it's a great story sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes and from my perspective, again being a Wolves fan, like. It just it, there was no competition there, so it wasn't like mm. oh my team versus your team. And I've always supported the, you know the U- English clubs, even the British clubs in European competitions, because it's not a it's not a a problem for me. Like you know, you mentioned before about how wonderful the kind of Spurs comeback against Ajax was a few years ago for them to mm. lose the Champions League final. Yeah. That must take a lot for you as a Arsenal fan who has come out plenty of times to say you hate Spurs, mm. to say that. So you know, there's appreciating the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's it. It's um, it's really kind of giving respect to what's happening and taking away, you know, taking away from from who that is and just, mm. you know, enjoying, you know, the the sport that we all love and those moments that we all love. So Yeah. Well, back to the... Back to the Man United. And as I said, like this has special memories for me because it used to be me and my mom, we'd sit down with a, like a packet of crisps or a packet of you know dolly mixtures or whatever, and we'd sit and eat them whilst watching the football. Even as far as getting to the Champions League final, we sat and watched it together. And I was like, this is all over, this is all over, this is all over. And my mom was like, no, 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 don't. You know, and we watched it all together. And it was quite a special thing because, again, it was just so available on TV. I was just going to say maybe there was less of an element of that from from my from my opinion because Arsenal were in the Champions League that year, um, so almost maybe there was a sense for me that like not being so happy for Man United because that you know not saying that could have been Arsenal because we would appreciate in those days but like that could have been us sort of thing you know we were in the so so yeah maybe that maybe it was it was you know jealousy almost that it wasn't Arsenal despite the fact that we were kind of miles off the pace in those days anyway but again despite not being a Manchester United fan and there's something that people can kind of get their tails up about if you like a shirt that you don't support but that shirt itself has quite a significance in my life and so I picked it um would you like me to name you the Manchester United starting 11 from the Champions League final yeah, this is like my favourite because I know that you'll know all of this like, off by heart. So come on, give it to me. Peter Schmeichel in goal. We then had Dennis Irwin and Gary Neville at fullbacks. Yeah, I need mm-hmm. you to. I need. I need justification because I might be. Wrong. Oh, you need me to validate. Okay, let me get it up. One second. Um, Ronnie Johnson and Yapstam at centre back. Right. It was Ronnie Johnson, right? Because I'm pretty sure that someone else was suspended. Okay. We have got Peter Schmeichel in goal. You said that. Yeah. Dennis Irwin, Gary Neville. Yep. Yep, Stam and Ronnie Johnson. Correct. Right. I also know, remember, that Paul Scholes and Roy Keane were suspended. So it was a midfield duo of... 
Oh, crap. Nikki Butt and David Beckham. Yep, centre mids. Centre mids. So you had Jesper Blomqvist and Ryan Giggs as the wingers. And they yep. started with Cole and York. Mm -hmm. And then they made two substitutes, which were Sheringham and Solskjaer. Correct. Very impressive. <laughs> it's not impressive, it's stupid. <laughs> Can you name the Bayern Munich team? Probably not. <laughs> nope. So there we go. That's my shirt. I am sticking to my guns on it. I like it, even though I hate the shirt itself. Well, not I hate it, that's a strong word, but I don't think it's a very classic shirt, but it has a lot of sentimentality, both to me and probably to a lot of United fans. So I won't diss yeah. it in that sense. Um. Yeah, that, there we go. I love it. I think that's um, I think that's great. It's nice. I think it's nice when you have, when you can kind of respect or like enjoy a shirt or a, you know, a memory as such that you know isn't related to your team, but you yeah. respect it for the moment. And I think that's 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 nice. I am going to say this now. Um... You didn't even need to tell me what shirt you were going to discuss today because I knew what shirt you were going to discuss today as soon as this shirt was released. It is the new Arsenal away shirt. Yeah. And you sent me the message earlier today being like, this is the shirt. I was like, yep, I knew <laughs> this was going to be the case. And I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this puts you 3-2 up in the Arsenal versus Wolves ah shirt talking conversations you get bonus points because every arsenal shirt you've talked about is yellow yeah, okay <laughs> um so you, you you're winning on away goals rule. <laughs> um, that's brilliant uh and i think this makes it the 14th episode in a row that you've talked about arsenal so <laughs> in some form or another <laughs> And I'm sure it will pop up again because next week is our special edition shirt. So I'm sure there'll be a, a mention, some kind of Arsenal shirt. Maybe. Anyway, it's the new Arsenal mm -hmm. shirt that got released this week. It is, well, it's not yellow. I'm sure you have the technical name for it. I hope so. But I read that somewhere it's a hark back to a more classic Arsenal yellow shirt. It features the new Arsenal motif, which is just the cannon, something which we have discussed before yeah. <clears throat> quite a few episodes ago. I don't think you were a fan of it. I don't know if that's changed. Um, um, I've not really gone into much detail in it because I want you to talk about it more. So please do go ahead. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting one. And I'll start by kicking off with the colour. Um, the colour is pearl citrine, um, aka yellow. Um, that's obviously just you know, silly marketing speak. Um, okay, so the sh the shirt actually got leaked a while back, and I think we did talk about it a bit without the benefit of seeing the like official um, official pictures yep. of it. Um, so the shirt is a celebration uh, of the nineteen seventy one double winning season. Um, and the more astute listeners will know um, that the se that that season would have been this season, the anniversary of that. So it's, they've actually got it a season late, because um, which which in itself is just quite funny. Um, but yeah, so it's this like pale yellow. Um, 
it's got the blue trim it's got the blue and red trim on the sleeves of the short sleeves and it, they've obviously this season decided to ditch the official badge for the canon which i would like to go on record now and say actually i do quite like it i think it's 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 smart it's it adds a kind of different element i guess um the only thing that they sh- they, that they haven't done is what so when arsenal changed their badge uh in the um mid mid noughties it would have been um they flipped the cannon the other way around so the cannon was always pointing to the left in the old badges and they flipped the cannon to turn to the right i don't really know why mm-hmm. they did that um but i'm sure there's some reason some logical reason for it or illogical reason for it maybe um so the only thing that i would like to have seen was the cannon pointing the other way because i'm you know i'm a traditionalist that's you know you know, we were brought up on the traditions of the club. But anyway, so it's celebrated the double season, despite the fact that it's a year, a year late. Um, the one thing that I've spoken about many times before is my love of long sleeve shirts. Um, and there is a difference here in the long sleeve and the short sleeve version. And I've actually much preferred the short sleeve version for the red trim on the sleeves. Yes. There is no red trim on the long sleeve version. Why? I don't know. Um, I think maybe, uh, yeah, I don't really know why, but the sleeve, the cuffs on the long sleeves are just all blue. Um, whereas uh, on the short sleeve version, they have the, the red trim. So I, I, I probably will buy the shirt. I, I, I really like it actually. I really like it. Um, but I will probably buy the short sleeve version purely because I really like the, the detail on the sleeve. Yeah. It's just that extra nice little bit of detail. Um, that's yeah. That just adds that tiny bit extra. I really like it actually. I do really like it. Good. Uh, you're going to wear it for the whole of next season. So you're you're kind of come full circle on the canon. I think it's um it's really interesting actually because when they when they changed the badge back in the mid uh, mid noughties, obviously there was we were moving to the Emirates. Like it needed the, the brand of Arsenal and the brand of loads of clubs needed to be like refreshed um, and you know modernised as such. Um, whereas now a lot of a lot of people are actually saying well. Even you look at the trends in like the, the you know the shirt space, like people love wearing like old retro shirts, and it's almost like it's also kind of come full circle that that people are more interested in the more traditional, like the, the more like detailed version of the badges. Certainly, from what I've seen in like the the world of Arsenal supporters, that people much prefer the older badge than the. I mean, it's not even the new badge because it's been around for fifteen years, but um, the more like traditional badge. Um, would they ever go back to that? I don't know. Probably not. But just you know, maybe they would for a, a you know a, another like classic shirt or something. But but yeah, I also just I do think it's it's quite funny that they um that they bring in this shirt out to celebrate that season, but it's not even the correct like year of celebration. It's quite funny. That does make it slightly more appealing to me. I personally think it's a bit wishy washy but I can enjoy the simplicity of it. Mm. I like the Canon. I like the fact that it does look quite retro with still not, still it is quite Arsenal. Um, 
the it, for some funny enough looking at the short sleeves and that little just bit of red trim does bring the whole ensemble together which is echoed in uh, so simple but the socks are yellow with blue at the top but then the adidas three stripes around the sock are mm. red so i like that a lot i like that a lot more than i should <laughs> all right well there you go there's mark stern's appraisal on the new arsenal away shirt indeed you. you're very welcome right um it's fair to say mark that in the next few weeks we have got a lot of stuff going on so um i am now going to put an appeal out to our listeners we are looking at creating some different type of content and so we can actually so we can still get some stuff out to you guys um me and mark want to try and invite you the listeners to get involved so over the next few weeks um i myself and mark might be in contact with some people that we know have got some stories to tell be it five minutes be it 10 minute stories about a football shirt maybe it's how you found a football shirt that you really like a story a specific story about a football shirt that you have or have seen a memory that's created from it and we kind of want to get you guys involved as well so if you have a football shirt that you love and really want to talk about get in contact and we're going to start kind of like having little conversations with you via either zoom or you know facebook chat something like that just to kind of get a little bit of a story for then you to feature on the podcast because you know i've got little boy's birthdays coming up mark's got holidays coming up and i don't want to have to force mark to video call me from spain where he's probably sipping on sangrias on the beach <laughs> that's a bit unfair but please know that me and Mark really enjoy doing this. So we want to keep on getting content out to you because as I put in our, my uh, kind of Facebook post, I did these podcasts sometimes are for people to escape and, you know, be it 45 minutes of enjoying our podcast. Then so be it. We want to keep on doing it for you. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think that there, there's something quite nice about bringing, you know, bringing other people in and, the, you know, the kit and bone episode was, was great i really enjoyed hearing some other stories and thoughts and opinions and so on so um yeah i think it'd be nice to get some to get some stories from from the, the community exactly um so yeah i know that our listeners i think we don't get too much traffic and that's fine we don't like i mean i like the idea of people kind of contact us for traffic but we're asking you, we're imploring you, step up to the plate. Let us know if you have a story about a football shirt. We will then like schedule a phone call. We will have record the conversation. I'll edit it together, make you sound good, pop it out <laughs> there. And we might have a few kind of like compilation of conversation episodes whilst mm. um, we kind of find time to record in between holidays and birthdays and travel and whatnot. And whatnot. What not indeed. Um, do you want a quick non-football-related shirt story? Or shall we, save it, shall we save it till next week? Because I've already given you one story. Okay, well, let's... Humiliated let's, let's, about Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> let's put it on the pile. Okay, let's put it on. I'm going to add that to the notebook. 
Okay, and then next week we have um, we have a bumper um, centenary slash anniversary special, correct? We do, episode 15. Uh, we're going to be talking about anniversary shirts, um, much similar to the kind of gimmicky shirt episode we had four episodes ago. We're going to talk about specifically shirts that are a celebration of an anniversary of that football team. So again, get in contact if you want us to talk about a specific one or touch upon a specific one. We're going to have maybe three or four shirts each to discuss. Um, if we've got more, we'll record more and uh, we'll just make it a double episode for you or something. So do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 sounds, that sounds really beggy. Um, Mark, do you know what? I said this. I said this a few weeks ago. I want to do a giveaway. I want to get listeners, you know, some. I want to give them something back. And mm-hmm. this week we hit two wonderful milestones. Yeah. We hit 200 followers on Instagram, which for us is huge. Yeah. We do about one post a week. I use it to try and engage with uh, football kit collectors to try and find out about better stories, a bit better shirts. Um, I've had a few wonderful conversations with people via direct messaging on Instagram. And so to hit 200 is quite massive for us. You know, yeah. we, you know, we, 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 we could do more, we could promote more, but we don't, this is our only means of getting our message out there. So that was huge. I then found out via our analytics on our, uh, wonderful podcast provider, which is, um, anchor that um, we went over the 400 mark. So we've had 404 listens to our podcast. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> but Sounds good. It's better than 300. It's better than 300. I also want to point out, this is brilliant. We have had, a majority of our listeners are from the UK. That's fine. Yeah. We then have 8% of our listenership from Ireland. So shout out to everybody from Ireland. Hello. Please get in contact if you're from Ireland. I want to know who it is. We then have 7% from the United States. Hello. Hello. United States. We love the MLS shirts and all of the other MLS shirts. Um, Non-MLS shirts. Germany, 2%. That's got to be you, right? It's probably likely to be me, yeah. And my friend Mark. You have a friend called Mark and you both yeah. listen to the podcast. Do you both support Arsenal? No, he supports Newcastle. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Mark, you're doing, you're not doing very well there. 2%. UK are beating. I want you to get up to 3%. Start. We've got a long way to go. A long way to go. All right. So then we're reaching some kind of really weird, well, not weird, wonderful kind of thing. We have, admittedly, this is less than 1%, but that's fine because that could just be one person or one listen or two listens. We have Italy, Canada, Australia and Norway. Somebody is listening in Norway, Australia, Canada and Italy. And I love that. That's brilliant. Hello to all you people listening in Norway, Australia, Canada, Italy. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Right. So point is, we've reached a milestone of 200 listeners. And so I want to do something special for everybody. And so I am showing Mark Stern our first little bit of merchandise. Look at this. That is is lovely. I have gone and made a t-shirt. It is a plain t-shirt in pale color, so it's white, or you could have gray. And uh, we have the uh, wonderful World of Football Shirts logo on the uh, left breast, where the football badge would normally be. 
Yeah. I'm showing I'm showing the microphone like you would see that. <laughs> going, going, that's Mark, how I'm it show. works. Yeah, that's 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 how cameras work. And Mark, it's it has the words removed, so it's just the images of the retro shirts. Yeah, it's great. This I'm holding Mark's here. I made him one special. Yeah. Um, that will go out to him. Um there are only about four of these in existence at the moment. Exclusive. Uh, exclusive. Uh, I have one. My wife has one as a test that she wears for bed. Um, John Snell, who made the logo himself, has one. Andy Inwood. Uh, there is one made for him. I haven't met him yet. He has one. And this one is for Mark Stern. So, listeners, we want to give one away to you. So, what I'm going to say is we are going to put a post out on Instagram and Twitter and maybe on my Facebook too and it's just going to be a picture of our logo, a picture of the shirt the t-shirt and we want you to like it and we want you to comment underneath with what your favourite football shirt is team and year. Don't have to do much else if you want to have a little bit of a description about it, do that and uh, what do you say Mark, should we have two winners? Sounds good. And yeah. it's, not going to, it's not going to be picking our favourite, it's just going to be random as long as you like it and enter it, you know, comment underneath. And follow. Got to follow and, us as well. Oh, yeah, we've got to follow as well. Yeah, got to follow us. Uh, yeah. And the winner will then win a unique T-shirt. One of a kind. One of a kind. It will be one of a kind because, you know, much like that Admiral uh, badge, I can't place it in the same place every time because <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> hand-pressing these T-shirts. Uh so, yeah, I will make you a shirt. You can tell me the size you want, and I will make it for you, and I will post it out to you, and you can become a owner of a very unique, bespoke, one-of-a-kind, wonderful world of football shirts, T-shirt owner. I love that. Sounds great. That's definitely, uh, yeah, excited to see, uh, to see some posts and see what people, see what people love and want to hear about. Maybe we could do an episode talking about you know, talking about the people who have written on the post, like reviewing some of the some of the shirts that they mention, and maybe we could get the winner on to have a chat if they want to. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a nice idea. Could do. Let's see how that works. Uh, right, so this is it. Yep, we'll post that out. Uh, it's I'm recording this on the Sunday. The episode usually goes out on the Wednesday, so we'll put after the post about the football shirts we will then put a unique post which will just be the kind of logo and you comment underneath there'll be a few pictures of the t-shirt itself for you to have a look yeah. at get involved perfect mark this is always my least favorite part of the day mm. or least favorite part of the podcast because it's time to say goodbye it is um, it is we've had some fun we've gone a bit long so this is going to be a longer episode for you all it's just general nonsense chat, isn't it? But that's fun. That's what and we do. That's what we do. And, you know, as long as you guys keep listening, we're going to keep making. I think even if you don't listen, we'll still keep making anyway. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I want to say really quickly that you watched a film last night. I did. <laughs> I did. This is really not often that that happens. Um, what film was it? Pirates of the Caribbean 2. What a film. And also ties in slightly to a football shirt, because did you know that Pirates of the Caribbean sponsored a football team? I did not know. No, that's not the music, is it? I'm trying to really kind of 
hum that whilst I'm trying to find the shirt. I could have just Googled it. That'd be so much easier. But I'm looking for a book. Oh, do you know what? This thumbing through this book just makes me want to talk about. Oh, here we go. Talk to me. Molinos El Pirata, the 2018 home shirt. If the character on the club crest looks familiar, it's because it is indeed Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean films. If you're wondering how the Peruvian club could afford to license such an image, the answer is they didn't. Oh. Inevitably, to avoid any possible copyright infringement, they decided to change it, and so replaced Mr. Depp with a generic pirate image. Unfortunately, they chose itself... Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the image they chose was itself copyrighted, so then had to change it once more. Yeah. They eventually settled on a lookalike of the original Jack Sparrow. Me showing it to Mark. Oh, wow, well, there it is. So, unintentionally, you chose a football shirt... Uh, you didn't choose a football. You chose a sh film that has a football shirt relationship. Perfect. It's all come full circle. And on that completion of the circle, <laughs> we want to thank you so much for listening. Keep up the good work, Mark. I really liked your liked your positivity uh, ending, like little bit. So, off the cuff again, give me a little nugget to get these people through the week. We've come a long way in this in this in these last year so it's time to have some fun i think and time that, to have some fun on that i'll leave i'll leave that with you okay once again mark it's been a pleasure as always um we're gonna have our next episode out next week it's been lovely to talk to you um give us a nice goodbye richie it's been a pleasure i love you i miss you i'm looking forward to seeing you hopefully soon in real life and i'm looking forward to chatting to you next week bye bye everyone bye bye <laughs>